You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day and welcome to Behind the Podcast with Jules and Stocks. I'm Jules and today Stocks and I are just going to be taking a little break from the interviews and just chatting, regrouping again and chatting a bit about some of the things that are happening around the podcast world, what's happening at DM Media, anything that's happening in the general channel and then maybe we'll have a little talk about one or two shows that we're thinking about listening to or are listening to. Next week we'll be getting back into our regular interviews and things like that but yeah again we will do one of these every now and again just to give you an update on what's happening out there in the podcast planet. So how are you doing, Stocks? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Can't complain, mate. You guys have all adjusted to remote working or are you very much essential? I think we would class you as essential, essential, wouldn't we? We have essential elements and we have non-essential elements. So I am in an empty studio in an empty office today, but that has not always been the case. But I'd say most of our podcasts are recording remotely. How has that switch been? Have people had to quickly onboard and put together some little studios and things at home? Yeah. The Rode USB 129 buck microphone that you're currently talking into is mm-hmm. the standard that we have uh, adopted. It sounds good. Uh, everyone's rolling through Riverside FM as well, which has been fantastic. We are way over capacity in terms of the hours we're using a month and no one's billed <laughs> us yet any extra. So look, keep running it. It's been great. Fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully they're not listening to this. <laughs> yeah. So look, it's all sort of business as usual. It would be great to see everyone again. But I mean, I think everyone's got that same feeling if you're on the east or south of Australia. Yeah, at least you can keep people's voices inside your head. Oh, there's many voices inside my head, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. And how's the business going? Any any new developments to talk about? Yeah, last time we did this, I guess we were right in the moment of signing an agreement with Nova Entertainment. So that's really been interesting. We're still transitioning shows across from where we were, which is a megaphone as far as a platform. We had our own instance of megaphone. Um, and we're in the last phase of moving stuff across to the Nova platform, which is cool, which is Omni, which is the same platform that SCA uses, Mamma Mia. It's it's a good good platform. Big difference, I guess, we've got is there's someone at Nova who is an absolute guru. So that's our first point of contact as opposed to dealing with Megaphone, which is based over on West Coast US. So we can get them until about 11 a.m. And then that's yeah. it till the next day. Real pain in the ass and you can't get them on Mondays. So that's been good. Yep. Does this Nova guru get a shout out? Mark Hales, an absolute god. So yeah, look, he moved some of our shows across over on Saturday morning. So the hustle's real with him. And I guess the partnership's quite interesting, quite different um, to what we had before. Uh, One of the unique elements of it is that we can put forward or I guess with Nova we can put forward shows formats that we like make the business case for it and if they agree with that they will commission it and pay for the development and delivery of it and then I guess it's really on Nova to try and make it back um, via the ad sales so look that's a new deal Um, that's sort of the first one that's of this type in Australia, Australia that we're aware of we did take that concept to market to all the major players and everyone except for one group were keen to do it. Um, Nova's where we ended up. So just look, we think this is the sort of future for us being able to potentially attract some bigger talent who uh, need to be paid up front. 
um, yeah. but, but who we know are sure things. So hopefully this opens up some really fun opportunities for us. I'm very excited about the next few months. That's great and helps you out with the promotion of those shows as well once they are up and running. Yeah, absolutely. And it was really interesting to see that everyone was receptive to this type of deal structure. Um, we just thought at this moment, Novo is the best home for us. Well, I mean, that segues kind of nicely into what we wanted to chat about as well, which is just general industry stuff. And I think, you know, the investment in podcast is probably the kind of big story that's that's coming out of the last, well, you know, couple of years really, but has certainly been heightened in the last few months. We touched on the, the British Podcast Awards in the last episode with, that we did like that. But I think, you know, what's interesting to note from that, and this will sort of move into some of the other things we want to talk about, is just how much it's changed from, you know, when they started it in 2017, having these smaller sponsors, you know, doing little bits and parts of shows, but it did just seem very ad hoc and, and sort of thrown together. Um, I hope they wouldn't mind me saying that, but, you know, it just it shows how much they've grown now where their event was actually powered by Amazon and had other big name sponsors as well, like Spotify and Stitcher and Audible and Acast. So they had the whole the whole gamut of all the big players and that really kind of speaks to the amount of time and, and focus and money that they're all putting into podcasting. That is really interesting actually. Oh, yeah, and look, Amazon's making some big moves, aren't they? It's uh, quite an interesting time. I have listened to, I know we talked about it before, but the Vent documentary, which won Podcast of the Year at the British Podcast Awards, definitely worth a listen. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned Amazon before. I mean, it, you don't think about them instantly when you when you think about podcasting. I think, you know, Apple was obviously a big one for a long time, but they just didn't seem to really do much in terms of, well, platform development or even, you know, really sponsoring or, or showcasing shows. It was all very much a, a, an afterthought, it seemed like. Whereas others like Spotify and Stitcher and all of these, you know, companies have made huge leaps and bounds. And the amount of money that Spotify is, is spending on shows is no secret. And, you know, everyone knows about the Joe Rogan one and their deals with the Obamas and the Sussexes and, and all of those big names. Call Me Daddy. Call Me Daddy, that's right. And, and other studios as well that they're buying, not just particular shows. Just quickly, we'll come back to this. But what do you think of the Sussexes making content? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, the amount of money that they spend to get that kind of content, I'm interested to know what the return that they're going to be looking at is on that content and what their overall appetite is for you know what they're putting out there i mean i know that the thing that they did with oprah but they've got a netflix deal too right so yeah that's right so how much are they going to be able to make i mean from people who generate media attention but have never created content it's an interesting one oh, i guess look oh, that's that's just harry megan is a successful actress in her own right well been on a very successful show totally Back in the day, she might have had a uh, recap of the Suits podcast. <laughs> Love it. Sorry, back to your Amazon point. Look, they, they're following a very similar tack to Spotify and they've been on a bit of a, a spree themselves. So they've recently paid $80 million for a show called Smartless. Oh, give me some of that cheddar. Yeah, absolutely. What, I mean, do, what do you think of Smartless, man? I mean, I'm surprised by this one, to be honest, because it hasn't been around for too long. I think it only came out last year or so. So they're not too far in, but they must have a great audience. And then look... For those of you who don't know, it's hosted by Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Um, so three American actor comedians, or, or there's a Canadian in there. I, I better specify that. <laughs> 
but I think the premise of the show is basically one of them, you know, or two of them will have this arrangement where they'll source a celebrity guest, they'll bring them on, and the other, you know, third will not know who they're bringing on. And it's kind of like, a, oh, okay, we're talking to this person today. How cool. Like, and they get to go deep on this person's career and anything that they really want to talk about. So they've had some amazing people on there. I mean, from the start of the show, there's been heavy, heavy hitters that they've had on there. The caliber of guests is ridiculous. I mean, uh, I listened to one conveniently on Saturday, not knowing we were going to talk about this, and it was Daniel Ricciardo. Mm. Really good. And then the other one was LeBron, obviously, being a you know our interests aligning. Massive guests, yeah. But I think that dynamic is good of having you know a couple of them in the know about who they're speaking to, and they get to do all sorts of research and whatever else. I mean, they're choosing people that they're interested in. And then that layman voice and someone who's a little bit more off the cuff in trying to sort of, you know, get to the bottom of this person. And it might be completely outside of their comfort zone or their interest area, but they're, they're on the spot there. And these guys are all comedians and improvers and all that sort of thing. So I think they're really well equipped to kind of put forward a good interview once it gets going. Yeah. The banter at the beginning is phenomenal with three. My feeling on this show is that there's one too many people in the show it just becomes white noise sometimes because the three of them are self-admitted narcissists who talk over top of each other the other things i've noticed with it as well as the ads are ridiculous they have no pre-roll ads so get straight into it then they have that three mid-roll ad breaks and in the first one they had two ads in the second one they had three ads and in the third one they had two ads so you're copying seven ads and I was driving going, oh, no, three ads. What can I do here? Um, so it feels like they're going pretty hard on the monetization to make that 80 mil back. And I guess the other part of it as well, it just feels like the kind of podcast that if I was a traditional media guy, you'd go, oh, get them because they're big. They're great talent, but they're very much traditional media talent playing in the podcast space. So it does feel like even though Amazon is a web-based business, that someone up there is going, hey, let get me, get me those guys because I love those guys. I love Arrested Development. Let's roll. Yeah, and Amazon obviously, you know, their data knowledge is unprecedented and unmatched. So they're clearly seeing something there that's going to make sure that they get the return on that eighty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, the other thing with Amazon, I guess, is that they own Audible. So I always thought the play for them was going to come from Audible expanding out, but that's happened as well. I don't know if you've got an Audible membership. But the amount of content is ridiculous. I signed up for a little while, but it was purely when we were uh, interviewing Mark Fennell about <laughs> about the Nut Jobs podcast. And I, I've dropped off a bit since then, actually. So I get a credit a month for an audio book, and I just can't. I can't spend them. I give them. I've like buy people audio books, and maybe do one every four or five months. But what it's got is actually with the membership, it's got so much content around it now that they it's Audible exclusive content, mm. and plus it's also a podcast player. So they are going for that Spotify space where they want to be your audio app. They don't have the music. There is Amazon Music, but what does Amazon Music give you, and where does it exist? I don't know. Yeah, you get to find so anyone it, who is you know, asking to put on their Amazon music at the party. Yeah, exactly. So I wonder if it's ever going to come together. The Amazon and Audible offering will become one at some point. Who knows? Well, they also bought Wondery. So Wondery is a, a studio that makes some incredible podcasts. And anyone who's, who likes the kind of pulpy, true crime, serialized podcast will know a lot of their shows, a bunch of which have been turned into actual TV shows. So they've recently done Dr. Death, but they start out with with Dirty John. They've done podcasts around, you know, Epstein, Man in a Window, about the serial killers. They've got their own tone of voice. You really know when you're listening to a Wondery podcast. Totally. So we'll see how that goes with uh, 
uh, Amazon and if it brings them a lot of new listeners and subscribers. Yeah, it feels like their Gimlet move, doesn't it? It's the sort of equivalent to Spotify's Gimlet purchase. Yeah, definitely. And I think what a lot of them are kind of doing is following a similar model to all of the you know OTP flat platforms like Netflix, like here locally, Stan all of those Disney Plus, like what they want to do is just try and get as much content as possible on their service and then lock you into that one and make sure you've got enough to keep you there. Stitcher you know, is following suit and they bought uh, anyone who's into the podcasting world will obviously know WTF with, with Mark Maron. Uh, St- Your boy! That's right. So Stitcher's bought him up recently as well as 99% Invisible, which is a design-based podcast, which a lot of people have talked about that we've interviewed before. Mm, sounds interesting. Well, it's a nice segue across Netflix. Netflix. Netflix appointing her first head of podcast. I know. What does this mean? Yeah, so this is a huge mm. move for them. I mean, we, we talked to Alexi Toliopoulos the other day, and he's obviously got that show on that, you know, is a part of Netflix, and they're, they're there to talk about various movies and things that are coming onto the platform. You know, in a time where you live in this, you know, we, we all digest the content in our own way in our own time it's not like sport where everything's live and everyone has to watch in at a certain time they've found a way to then you know be able to engage you in a conversation around the shows and movies that they're putting out so while your friends might not be listening to you know watching those shows you can find someone who is yeah look it'll be interesting to see what they do here there's obviously that whole walking dead talking dead uh recap sort of companion pieces that exist that no one's jumped in on yet really as far as a platform and not sure if these platforms are into it i mean that netflix show that alexi does is previewing content and trying to get you to watch content as opposed to creating discussions around content which I feel is where the actual opportunity is, but who knows? Well, I mean, it's all new and fertile ground, isn't it? I mean, a lot of people are still working out how they're going to do this. And in podcasting, they're making these big plays because they attract people. Big names attract viewers and listeners. Still does, still does. That's right. Other interesting news, Substack, who a few of our guests have talked about as well. You can create a, a newsletter or a subscriber base for any written content that you're doing. So if you want to write a book about, you know, becoming a father for the first time, which I have, though I haven't written that content yet, you can develop it, build an audience out through the through Substack and actually get paid for doing it. So Publishing is free on there. You get a a percentage of of what they make through advertising. But they've just launched a podcast studio as well called Booksmart Studios. That'll be interesting. I don't know much about Substack, but I do know that people like Nance Haxton, who we've spoken to, who's part of our network, and then Dan Illich, who does Irrational Fear, both have Substacks, I think. Dan, Dan also had a Discord, so I might be wrong on that one. But yeah, look, it's out there. Seeing a lot of Substacks, so interesting. That's what the revenue model is. Yeah, and if you already have a bit of an audience that you've developed through that Substack, and you you know want to do something like audio, it's a way for independent creators to get paid immediately, basically, pending an audience, of course. Yeah, I mean that's that Ben Thompson model, right? So Ben Thompson's a guy who does Stratechery and also does a podcast exponent. And also does a daily podcast. So he basically runs a newsletter, not a Substack, but he runs a newsletter and that's how he's made his business where people subscribe to the newsletter and then has a podcast around it. I think if you're in an EDM business, it does make sense to do what Ben's done or what the Squiz has done and add a podcast element to what you're doing. For sure. Well, I think, look, whatever they're doing, it's obviously gathering a lot of ears because 
Spotify have released their earnings recently. Yeah, so Spotify users who already listen to podcasts, podcast listening has increased 30% year on year with the, with the total hours consumed up, up 95% from the previous earnings report. Is that worldwide or is that just US? That's worldwide. The other big story coming from out of that is that their podcast ad revenue has increased by 627%, which obviously outperformed expectations and is huge. Now, we should classify that it's coming from a very low base. Correct, correct. When it's coming from about 2% to go up 627%, might not be as impressive as you think. Totally, but it looks good on a headline, doesn't it? Hell yes, potentially when you are a publicly listed company. (laughs) But yeah, look, I mean, we talked about some of the acquisitions that they've made recently and, and they continue to just grow and grow and grow and pursue new things. And through partnerships like the one that they have with The Ringer, they've recently signed a deal with the WWE, which is professional wrestling where they're going to be making a whole bunch of shows and content you know to support the actual shows that they put live on on tv and everything um we talked about the green room recently that that new platform that they had which is a rival to clubhouse and those sorts of you know live audio spaces so i think you know the desire is to do a lot more with those with that platform and, and just general sort of recaps on whatever, whatever is happening in the wrestling world. Yeah, I think Spotify seems to be focusing on things that allow more audience interaction. That's sort of been a mainstay of being having playlists when it was just a music-only company. And I think it's something they need to add. It's been the main complaint for Joe Rogan listeners is not having the ability to comment as they were able to on YouTube. And so the green room's a way to be able to interact, even though they ha- it hasn't been used that way that much. But I think that is the overall plan for green room is that you can interact with the hosts of a green room. And then ideally, I imagine they're going to get some more elements to more social media based elements to their platform. I think they're going to need it. And certainly moving into that kind of live space or having that live element does create obviously a bit of urgency for people to come in and start listening unless they might miss something. Correct. Yeah, Green Room's been interesting. We've played around with a couple of them. Be interesting. I'm really keen to see how that develops. For sure. Um, all right. Well, you mentioned Vent before. Is there anything else that you've been listening to? There is. Fitting in quite nicely, uh, Wondery podcast, The Vaping Fix. So uh, interesting. It's sort of an eight-episode story about Juul, those USB looking, USB stick looking vapes that were massively popular. And it follows the the journey of Juul and how it was created as a smoking replacement and a tech, really as a tech startup. Fascinating story, pretty topical in terms of what's happening here in Australia on October 1st with the new vaping laws coming in. So that's a really fun fun listen and it's a good way to get around uh, Wondery and Wondery style of content if you haven't checked it out before. Well, if you're also on a bit of a Wondery kick, I've got another one for you. So from you know our discussion before about not really listening to them, we're clearly, they're clearly doing something right because they've got us both. I am going to start to listen to Bunga Bunga. Uh, which is a podcast from Wondering. But this is about Silvio Berlusconi. And I guess the best analogy or pretty simplistic analogy is it's like Donald Trump and Rupert Murdoch combined. So guy who was most powerful media mogul was also the head of state, which is, um, yeah, an interesting and dangerous combination. Totally. And he was well known for his, he had his infamous bunga bunga parties. And I think given the Wondery style, this will also be very pulpy and very serialized and, and probably with a lot of hooks and things to keep you going. But they are 30 minute episodes, so it's going to be super easy to digest. And I think, you know, on rainy days like this, not a bad way to start. Yeah, look, it's fertile ground. 
Berlusconi. All right. Well, that's kind of it for this week, isn't it? Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it for me, man. Um, great to have a catch up. Great to see you. Yes. Not see you in person. Just through the screen. Yeah, you're looking good. Thank Your you. Your hair's looking better than mine. Mine's out of control, I man. I think my hair's I'm going absolutely berserk. I think there's a few, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say hygiene missteps that I'm making, but personal grooming, I would say, is more accurate. Yeah, I've shunned the hat. I've been a hat guy for the last month. and I've gone, fuck it, no hat. <laughs> this is me. Look at me. All right, brother. Great to have a chat. Yeah, great. And we will be back next week. Resume normal service. We'll resume normal but, service um, next week we'll, with a new guest and we'll keep those coming through. Um, and we'll look to open up some lines of comms as well in case you guys want to recommend anyone that we should be speaking to or anything that you want us to speak about or look into. Yeah, and just a bit of housekeeping. The Australian Podcast Awards have opened their nominations. So get on there. Go to the Australian Podcast Awards website and hit it up and enter. It's going to be exciting. I fear it's going to be another virtual presentation, but get amongst it. It's really fun. 